Hello there, my name is Ben. I am 25 years old and I promise I'm not a goblin here to steal your gold. Now, if you just turn around for half a second, there's something over there you might want to take a look at. Perfect. Now, let's go ahead and take a look for the first time inside the Game Master's junk drawer. Welcome to the Game Master's Junk Drawer, a podcast about finding the best content and the best deals for your tabletop RPG game. Whether player or Game Master, you'll find something here. So first off, I just want to take a second and say thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to this podcast. Uh, I know it's a little weird trying to listen to new podcasts and finding ones that you enjoy. Um, my hope for this podcast is it's going to be something uh, Game Masters and players can listen to out on the road or if they're taking a second out of their busy day to look for some new content for their games. Um, the idea behind the name The Game Masters Junk Drawer, aside from being incredibly difficult for me to say, is that I have this theory that a lot of people don't want to get into tabletop role-playing games for two reasons. One, they're worried about uh, not being good enough at role-playing and that they're going to be stuck in the spotlight and not know what to do. Uh, and the other reason is that people go to the game stores and they see these books on the shelves and they see the $60 price tag sometimes on uh, on tabletop role-playing game core rule books like Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, things like that. And they're like, wow, that's a lot of money and I'm not even sure if I'm going to like this. Why would I spend $60 on a thing I'm not even going to like, especially if there is no visuals, no audio, like I have to do all the work myself. Why am I spending money on this? So because of that and because I'm I'm the kind of person who likes to go searching for good deals and for free stuff out online and in person, if you find me at a thrift store, be sure to say hi. I decided that I was going to try and see what actually was out there that I could find for free for people to take a look at. And it turns out there's actually a lot, um, a lot more than people think and a lot more than I thought for sure. So for this first episode, since it is the sort of introductory episode of this podcast, my first time podcasting ever, I'm going to focus on something pretty simple. I'm going to try and focus on trying to find free, complete role-playing games for you to try out either as a first-time role-playing game player or as a veteran player who wants to try and get into a new system. So each of the titles that I'm going to list here uh, is going to be either entirely free or they're listed as pay what you want to, uh, so you can pay the developer a small fee. But they do offer it for free if you decide you can't afford to pay for anything right now. Um, and lastly, I'll try and avoid uh, paid RPGs, but sometimes uh, you'll be able to find them for under 15 or $20, at least as an introduction to how the game is normally played. Uh, so I did make a post about this on Reddit on r slash RPG. Uh, asking about people uh, posting links for free RPGs or RPGs that they would suggest for new time players. And I was able to get some great suggestions. So whenever I mention a game submitted by a Reddit user, I'm going to give them credit for it just because I don't want anybody coming back and being like, hey, I mentioned that and you didn't say my name. My hope is that I'll also be able to get suggestions from content from commenters and fans like you. Uh, so if you happen to find any good links to legal, legal, not pirated, but legal, free role-playing game material that I can talk about or post on the show, feel free to send it to me. I will have a Tumblr uh, that is called the Game Masters Junk Drawer.tumblr.com. Um, that's where I'm going to be posting all the links for all of these free RPGs that we're going to be taking a look at today. Um, and you should also be able to comment on there. I took a look. Uh, I know this podcast is hopefully going to be, be available on Spotify, uh, but I didn't see any way to comment on there. So most likely, if you're going to be able to comment, uh, it's going to be through that Tumblr page. 
Also, I want to make sure just to clarify, these are not going to be full reviews of these products. Um, I'm not taking the time to actually go and play these or play test them. Um, all this is going to be is I've taken about five to ten minutes for some of the new RPGs that I found that I'm not completely familiar with. And I've taken some time to actually look through them um, and see what they look like from the outset. So this is more of my opinion, less of a review. So take everything with a grain of salt. And if something at least sounds interesting, all the stuff I'm going to be talking about or showing is going to be free this episode. So it's pretty easy to go take a look. So first off, we're going to talk about uh, the probably the biggest game out there in tabletop role playing games. We're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition basic rules and starter set from Wizards of the Coast. This was suggested by Reddit user Infinitum 3D. And I kind of feel bad that I didn't even think of this myself, but it wasn't originally on my list of, of uh, stuff to talk about until I went and took a look at this. And it turns out Wizards of the Coast offers a lot of free stuff. Uh, for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. They really want to get people involved in the game. Um, if you have heard of tabletop role-playing games before, you've probably heard of this game. It is one of the biggest and one of the oldest out there made by Gary Gygax a long, long time ago. Um, and if you're a veteran, uh, just stay put. I tr promise you there are going to be other games I'm going to talk about as well. So if you want to get some of the stuff for free, best place to go is to the Wizards of the Coast website. You can find what are called the basic rules, the D&D 5th edition basic rules. They're listed online for free, and they cover a ton of the information that you can find in the full three books that you would buy, the Game Master's Guide, the Player's Guide, and the Monster Manual. And they're really pretty well stocked with everything you would need to run a full-fledged campaign. The only thing they're missing is they have limited options for spells, monsters, and character classes and races. So really what you're getting done is a little bit of a watered down version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, but still enough there that if you're wanting to try it and not wanting to spend the amount of money on the on the books that you would buy in stores or on Amazon, uh, they're definitely worth taking a look at. They do not come with any pre-made adventures to run, however. Uh, so if you're going to be playing this game and you're a first time game master, you're gonna either have to make up your own or you can always check out online uh, places like Reddit's r slash homebrew. Oh, I think that's the right Reddit uh, or D&D homebrew. If you take a look on Reddit, you'll be able to find a ton of content, uh, free adventures you can run, uh, some of which I'll probably be hosting on the show at some point. Um, yeah, you can find both homebrewed and official stuff likely free, likely for free, and you can also always decide to make up your own if you want to. There are rules in the in the basic rulebook uh, that cover creation of your game as well. Um, and the good thing is these basic rules. It's about 180 pages, all PDF, um, and it honestly it covers pretty much everything. If I had known about this when I was first trying to get into Dungeons and Dragons back in the day, and I had this access to this kind of content. Would have saved me a lot of money and a lot of heartache because I started back in fourth edition, uh, which was a totally different beast. So alongside of this, I want to talk a little bit about the starter set from Wizards of the Coast. So the starter set is a box that you get, it's a physical box. Um, you can either order it from places like Amazon, where the listed price right now is about $19.99. I found it for low as $12 sometimes. Um, you can also find it in regular hobby stores as well as large stores like Target and Walmart, things like that, wherever. Um, that kind of thing is sold. Uh, so basically, the starter set comes with a small, even more watered down version of the basic rule set that you'll find here online. Um, it also comes with a pre-made adventure, uh, pre-made characters, as well as blank character sheets, uh, a full seven dice set that you'll need to play the game, 
um, as well as a uh, campaign setting and like I said, an adventure to run as well. Um, they're really good. I actually ran the adventure or the start of the adventure and campaign setting there myself uh, for some friends of mine who are neighbors uh, a little bit older than I am who decided that they wanted to learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons because they'd been listening to popular podcasts like Critical Role. Um, the Adventure Zone, another great popular podcast where three brothers and their dad get together to play Dungeons and Dragons, um, actually started with them running this first starter set. And basically they took that and ran with it and built it into their own personal world. So it's a really great way if you want to get started. Um, if you're willing to, uh, to cash up a little, like I said, 20 bucks on Amazon, you could probably find it in hobby stores for pretty cheap as well. Um, I always recommend if you can support your local hobby stores. Uh, Amazon's prices are usually cheaper, but the hobby stores are going to be where you're going to go to host your first game if you don't have a place. Um, and they're also just really good information gathering points for if you're looking for some some good ideas about how to step up your campaign or how to look for a campaign or a, a game that you may not have played before, aside from this podcast, of course, which you can always come back to. So yeah, definitely worth the download for the basic rules. And then the starter set, if you want to know how to play the game and have a pre-made campaign, if you combine them, you basically got to start to a great campaign right there. So we're going to switch it up a little bit and switch over to science fiction with a game that is near and dear to my heart. I'm currently running called Stars Without Numbers Revised Edition by Sign Nominee. Uh, it's available on DriveThruRPG. They do have a free demo of the game available from Sign Nominee. Uh, and it is it basically comes, like I said, with the uh, Dungeons and Dragons one. It comes with everything you need to run a campaign. This one doesn't even take out any characters or races or anything like that. The only things it doesn't come with uh, is extra content and rules. Specifically, they don't talk about the transhuman tech, true AI, mechs, heroic PCs, society creation tools, or space magic. Uh, but those are, are available through the PDFs as well, which you can find on there uh, in the full revised edition for fairly cheap. And again, if you want to get started to learn about the game system and to try it out, it's definitely worth at least taking a download and looking through it. The cool thing about this one, if you haven't ever played it before or heard about it, is it runs with a sandbox style of gameplay. Most tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons have you playing through a set campaign set up by the game master beforehand. They have a story to tell, they're going to sit you down, they're going to tell it, and you're basically going to be actors in the TV show that is their campaign. Um, what the sandbox style does, and what I'm really fond of, is it lets the players take a little more control about where the game is headed and allows the uh, game master to do um, basically a lot of world building or a little bit of world building, depending on what you want to do, um, and allows the players to then roam around in that sandbox of a world and decide what they're going to interact with and who they're going to interact with. When I started this campaign that I'm in right now, I basically built uh, seven star systems with unique um, people and unique factions um, and unique backgrounds for those worlds, what happened to them before the disaster and things like that. Um, and I allowed everyone to, I told them everything about it when we had our session zero and they decided they wanted to make certain kinds of characters and the game has gone in a completely different direction than I thought they would, um, focusing on one of the more rural planets and I had no idea what kind of game even they wanted to play. So I built it so that they could tell me what they wanted to do. Uh, turns out they want to go explore, kill stuff and gather loot, which sounds pretty much like your standard D&D game as well. So 
So the sci-fi setting that's in here um, is pretty well built out. It talks about this thing called the Scream, uh, where humanity has gone out to the stars and has uh, basically propagated themselves similar to what you would find in something like Mass Effect, where they've they're living on multiple planets. They're um, entering like they're they're traveling further and further away from Earth to the point where there are these fringe worlds that can't even contact Earth. People start becoming psychic because of the way they use space travel. Uh, and at one point, there's this event called the Scream, where this huge wave of energy rips through the world, uh, rips through the universe, and burns out all the minds of the psychics, shuts down interstellar travel uh, in the way that it had been done before, um, and basically sent a lot of people back to the Stone Age. And all these worlds became separated and had to live for the next 600 years on their own, um, which 600 years is the time between the Mayan culture uh, like the early Mayans and now. So that's a long span of time. And after you're basically in the new revolution of, oh, hey, remember those people that used to live over there on that other planet? Yeah, we're going to go visit them because now we have the ability to travel faster than land again uh, because we've rediscovered it. So let's see what happened in the past 600 years to the nice group of people and how they probably eaten each other. So the setting is great um, if you want to take a look at it. The Game Master Tools on the Faction Turn System is really, really good. And if you're going to get this game for nothing else, I recommend downloading it. Just to take a look at that. They will enhance any GM's game, regardless of the setting. And I've heard multiple people talk about a lot how they want to take this Faction Turn System and tear it out of the game um, and put it into their own game to help them run stuff in the background. Basically, when the players aren't doing something with a specific faction, uh, they will uh, run a faction turn that takes about a month in game uh, and says, what are these factions doing in the world? How are things changing when the players aren't looking? And it's great. A lot of the stuff that uh, Sign Nominee builds for these games, um, specifically starts with the numbers, and another one we're going to talk about in a minute here, uh, is system neutral. So you can take it, pull it out, and use it however you want, and allows for other old-school rule-style systems com content, if you have any of that, to be pulled in and placed in its game. Um, so as long as you have the information for it, you can probably pop it in pretty easily. Um, I've been stealing stuff uh, from the Numenera games, as well as uh, some uh, Dungeon World games, uh, in order to help enhance the game stuff that I have currently going on in my Stars on number game. The combat system is pretty similar to Dungeons and Dragons. So if you are a DD veteran, you can expect to find pretty much stuff similar to that. However, it is a lot harsher and a lot deadlier. So most player characters try and get through situations without battling, but if it ends up coming to duels, it's still just going to be pretty deadly for both you and the players. So think about that accordingly. There's a whole section in that book about talking about how to build. Uh, combat and how to build your game system so that you don't automatically just kill your players because it's very, very easy to do so. I'm not talking from personal experience, but we'll see. So next up, uh, we're going to go over to a, a user suggested one from Reddit user BDI BDI89. That's BDI89. He suggested another game by Saw Nominee, which I didn't even know existed until I took a look at this, called Godbound. Uh, game of Divine Heroes Free Edition. Again, this is over on DriveThruRPG. That's where I'm getting most of these. Um, so, similar to the free demo for Stars Without Numbers, the free version of Godbound comes with everything you need to run the game and the free system neutral tools you can use in other games. Uh, the Deluxe Edition adds the ability to create mortal heroes, wield supernatural magics, 
forged Titanic Godwalkers and devised theme godbound content to fit your specific campaign world. Um, it's written in the same style as Stars of the Numbers and again focuses on the same sandbox style nature of the game, letting the players help run the game rather than focusing on a singular story. The players in the game take on the role of demigods, deciding what their godly powers focus on and building a character mostly using words and tags and less with skill trees and numbers. So if you saw Thor Ragnarok or any of the Avengers films and you said, hey, I want to find out what it's like to be an Asgardian, this is basically how you do that. Um, the game system is very high powered, uh, so the, the characters are going to feel and the players are going to feel very powerful from level one, um, and they grow in power and influence with time. A lot of the game systems are designed around how you how you change the world. You are set out on a mission and you want to change the world to see you to fit your will. And you're working with your other Godbound uh, kin to make that happen. Um, so yeah, characters are flavored with words defining their power and spells and perks that allow them different abilities they can do. It is definitely good for players who want to step outside of the normal D&D game or something where they have a lot less power to something where they want a really good power trip and feel like they're actually making something amazing. So, uh, after all that, those are both pretty good games to get started on if you've played a lot of D&D and you want to try something a little different, whether fantasy or sci-fi. Now, if you want to get your friends into role-playing games and tabletop games, but you want to get them in with something a little goofier, a little weirder, I've got a suggestion from Reddit user Wildware Ostrich. It's a fantastic name. Uh, the game is called Straight to VHS from Lost Cat Games, LLC. And I took a look at this game and I got immediately excited because it's just dripping with 80s and 90s nostalgia. Um, it looks the front cover on their website is a werewolf uh, skater bro with a boombox over his shoulder. And it looks absolutely amazing. Um, so the game is currently only in uh, version 0.05. It's the playtest rulebook. Um, and so they're probably going to be doing some updates and probably going to be changing some things. I imagine this game is going to uh, possibly become um, paid for after a certain amount of time. So if you can get it right now, uh, just go ahead and download it. So yeah, it focuses on recreating the style and feel of the VHS movies of the 80s and 90s with a focus on the ridiculous. Um, it markets itself as easy to access for new gamers and fun to run in a low pressure setting for veteran gamers who just want to have some crazy off the rails fun and let the story devolve into terrible movie tropes from their childhood. Um, so, yeah, it's good to mess around with a bunch of friends while you're drinking beers and getting wasted talking about old movies that you remember from back in the day, like Zombie Nuns 4, Return of, you know, the Jedi, whatever. Uh, so the game is played entirely with six-sided dice and tokens for players, so there's little prep uh, and uh, no extra dice need to be bought for this game. So if you're at a friend's house and you have it on your phone or on a laptop, all you have to do is go grab that set of six-sided dice from, uh, from your Monopoly set and you're good to go, as well as maybe some tokens or coins or whatever. Um, so character creation is super fast and super easy, and it's simply focused on leaning into the tropes and cliches with boons being positives for your character and flaws being negatives for your character, marking whether they're better or worse at something and only affecting how many dice a character rolls to see if they succeeded the task. Um, it's very simple. Take some six sided dice. Uh, you add for boons, you subtract, you, you add dice for boons and you subtract dice for, uh, flaws and then you roll. And whether if you get a five or a six, that counts as a success. Anything lower is a fail. Um, and you see how many successes, how many fails you get. 
And if you succeed more than you fail, you get to do the thing. Uh, it's all pretty simple. The game is super, super numbers light and less what they call crunchy, uh, where you have to do a bunch of number crunching and math uh, just to even play. But with it does have enough complexity to allow for multiple playthroughs without feeling bored or for the need of any supplements. Uh, I think if you were to just go watch a crazy 80s film, you'd probably get enough material there to write your own tabletop game or a tabletop uh, session for this game. Um, and it'd be pretty easy. Uh, it's marked as enough rules to keep things on track. Or Sorry, it's marketed as enough rules to keep things on track, but not too many as to bog down a game and keep it slow. Uh, players can decide what to do, but can also sit back and follow the director's line for the game. Honestly, I, I would love to run this for my, uh, my role-playing group. Um, I think it'd be really fun, especially since a lot of them are a little bit older than I am and grew up in the 80s and 90s. I think it'd be a lot of fun to go through it and go just crazy talking about people dressed in like one of the pictures here in the in the book is a, a dude with a mullet dressed in like an America t-shirt with like a freedom buckle um, punching some sort of necromancer evil Jesus. I I don't even know. It's looks crazy and fun uh, and, a, and a lot of cool stuff going on there. In the same vein of trying to have really low prep games or really easy to run games, there's another one that was suggested by Reddit user Amanda Geddon from the Reddit post I did. And she suggested the game Honey Heist and other one page RPGs by the user by uh, Grant Howitt, who's a tabletop game designer. Um, and I had heard of this game because they played it on Critical Role, but I didn't actually know it was A, free, and B, a one page role playing game, which means that everything you need is contained on one page and all you need are some sort of dice to roll. Um, which, by the way, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, I should mention you don't have to buy dice. Yeah, you don't have to buy dice. If you have a phone and you're wanting to use phones at your tabletop, just download a dice app. It makes it a lot easier than buying a bunch of dice. Now, if you're like me and you like having the clickety-clackety of the dice, feel free to buy dice, but you don't have to have them if you're wanting to save some cash. A little quick tip thrown in here. So, like I said, the entirety of the role-playing game is contained in one written page, uh, or two if you're looking at the cleaned-up copy on PDF uh, with one page one page being for players and another being for GMs. Uh, the game's extremely simple with just two stats to roll for during character creation. Most of the work in the game comes from the imagination and absurdity of the players and the uh, game master. Um, it is generally more suited to players and game masters who like a lot of role play or into things like theater or comedy improv uh, because there's not a whole lot of rules to roll with. Uh, so there's not a lot to, for the for a new player to the game who feels like they're not going to role play as well to hang on to um, unless you are they're the kind of person who's like, oh, I just get to do goofy stuff. OK, cool. Um, if you're into those things and want to get into role playing games, like I said, it's a fun one to play on a night where everyone is just getting together and goofy off. But you do have to be careful about uh, new players being scared off by the lack of rules. It's actually a weird flip on uh, what people normally do when they see a D&D book being, you know, 300 pages. Um, so Grant Howitt, I wanted to say, posts a lot of one page role playing games on his itch.io page, which I will be linking, uh, most of which are free or are pay what you want. And he also has some more lengthy uh, label tabletop game design, which looks really good. Um, and I would definitely suggest checking out if you want to support him. The stuff in this, just so you get a quick thing, is you roll 3d6 to get a descriptor, and you get a roll as a bear, uh, and then you get a bear type. So you could end up being a retired grizzly brains, 
so you're a retired bear who is a grizzly bear, uh, and you're the brains of the operation. You have two uh, things you want to do at HoneyCon 2017. One is you have a, go- a complex plan that requires precise timing, and two, you are a goddamn bear. Super, super easy, and it looks like a lot of fun. So moving on, we're going to get into something a little bit more crunchy. Um, This is mostly for veteran DMs or for DMs who want to try playing something a little bit weirder or creepier. I know we've just passed Halloween and we're getting more into the Christmas season, Jingle Jingle Bells. Uh, But if you want to still get a little bit more horror eked out of the holiday season, I'd recommend this one. This is uh, suggested by Reddit user Belfinor. It's called Eclipse Phase, the role-playing game of transhuman conspiracy and horror. First edition by Post Human Studios LLC. So the cool thing about this one is that you can find this on Drive Through RPG um, and pay for it if you want to. However, as I understand it, due to a Kickstarter for the second edition of this game, the one of the creators, Rob Boyle, has provided all of the uh, expansion books, all of the supplements, and all of the material for this game, including the core rulebook, for free on his WordPress page, which I will have linked. Um, he released it completely for free and has links to where you can purchase the second edition and support it. Um, and it's crazy. Like this game, the PDF version has 402 pages of it. Uh, it is chocked full of great stuff having to do with horror, post-apocalyptic stuff, conspiracy themes, and transhumanism, which if you don't know what transhumanism is, it's basically the mixture of science and humanity. Um, so imagine people with robot arms or being able to Uh, take your consciousness and transfer it into a new body if you wanted to. That's kind of the stuff you're looking at when you get into transhumanism. Really cool to look at. So I will say the game at first glance looks really, really crunchy. It looks like there's a lot of numbers and a lot of stuff you have to look at um, and keep track of on a a character sheet, Uh, especially since you have different bodies you can can use and um, different add-ons and morphs and you know, things like that, it, it gets to be a lot of like character building, I imagine is going to take a really long time in this game, kind of the opposite of some of the other games we were just talking about. But that doesn't have to be necessarily be a bad thing. Um, what that can mean is that you can make your character a little more custom and a little more what you want it to be. Um, yeah, so if that sounds like your kind of thing, this is like I said, it's completely free and it has all of the supplements and all of the, everything is listed on his WordPress and it's a crazy amount of content. I'm planning on taking a look at some of this stuff to see if I can rip anything for my own game, uh, maybe bring some sort of transhuman horror into my game on one of my many, many planets that I'm getting into. Um, yeah, so like I said, it does focus on transhumanism, horror and post-apocalyptic uh, themes and exploring what humanity could be forced to do to survive in the case of a total collapse of society. Um, It does come with a pre-made campaign setting to run, as well as lots of scenarios. Uh, So if you're looking to get your feet wet in a new system, it's great to check out. Um, Yeah, it does. The character creation just looks incredibly in-depth, and I'm super excited. You can, from what I can tell, you can turn yourself into, like, an octopus. You can just straight be a, a weird animal that is has been uplifted to be incredibly smart or have your brain of a human put into an animal. Um, It's crazy. Yeah, there are things called morphs, neo-avians, where you're like a bird the size of a child, Uh, octomorphs, 
um, uplifted octop octopi creatures. Like it's crazy how much stuff there is in this game. So yeah, go ahead and take it, take a look, check it out. Uh, just be careful not to fall down the rabbit hole of uh, of all the crazy stuff you can get into. Take it slow for sure. And then. Last but not least, uh, I want to talk about one more game. But before I do, I want to mention that there will be a small section after this where I talk about a website. Um, so feel free to stick around after this game. All right. So the last one I want to talk about here is actually the game that got me started on this podcast. Um, it is the game called Iron Sworn by Sean Tompkin. A lot of the games I've talked about on here have either been demos uh, of games that you can play for by paying for them later. Uh, they've been one page RPGs where you can try them out um, and they're super sweet and simple, but they don't have a whole lot of rules to hang on to if you're new to the game. And some of them, like the straight to VHS, have been in uh, beta or playtest mode, um, all of which are fine. That's great. It's good that we have those options to take a look at for those games. This one stands out in that it is a complete game that has a lot of content attached to it that is entirely for free on PDF. If you want to buy the soft cover version or order it through DriveThruRPG, it will cost some money. But if you just use a computer like I do with my games, um, the game's completely free. No strings attached. I looked for ways to pay for it and could not find it. Aside from donating directly to the guy in his, in his studio, the game is completely for free. So, Iron Swarm by Sean Tomkin. The game system, like I said, completely for free, comes with a lot of content. The setting is a low magic setting. It's easily accessible and it has only a little bit of basic lore to help game masters get their boundaries set up, but it doesn't have enough to overpower any creative ideas you might have about the world. Uh, the theme that I'm getting from this is sort of Viking-esque or Celtic-esque. Um, everyone seems to, uh, the main goal of the game seems to be for uh, the goals the characters make. And they use a system called vows to hold them uh, responsible to those goals and reward them for completing those goals, uh, giving the player tangible rewards for quests and helping out their community. And it also keeps them on track because these vows have a negative side to them, where if you don't complete them, you will be outcast and seen as a warrior without honor. Really cool. Um, it also has a system with something to do with oracles, which looks really neat. Uh, the feel of the game is super Nordic and Celtic, like I said, with most of the flavor being spiritual and culturally superstitious, but not necessarily religious, which is nice. Um, so it, the really cool thing and the thing that blows my mind that I'm really excited to try this game with. So it boasts the ability to play like usual with most uh, Dungeons and Dragons or tabletop role playing games where you have a set of four to five people with a game master who runs the game. You can also apparently play it as a co-op with two people. So that sounds great because my fiance and I have looking for uh, I've been looking for a game we can play together in a uh, as a co-op. And it boasts also being able to play it completely solo, which is a complete first for me. I've never been able to find a role playing game that I could play with dice and a sheet of paper that is completely solo. Granted, I'd rather play it with people. But if I'm on my own and I have a couple of dice, seems like it's pretty good. Sounds good to me. Uh, and the game seems open to a lot of different play styles and a lot of different group layouts. It seems super, super just malleable to whatever you want to use it for. I could totally see dropping in a more D&D style uh, set of races and characters uh, into this sort of world and playing using this system or vice versa, taking some of the stuff from this system and putting it into a D&D type system. It seems really versatile, really, really cool. 
So that's all I've got for our free RPGs for the week. However, I do want to talk about one last thing before we head out, and that is HumbleBundle.com. They are not a sponsor of this podcast. I do not have any sponsors yet, uh, and I doubt Humble Bundle will have me as one of their, will sponsor me, but you never know. Hey, Humble Bundle, take a look. Uh, the reason that I'm talking about them is because I have been a fan of Humble Bundle for a really long time for a couple reasons. First, they have a lot of video game stuff on there, which is pretty cool. Uh, they post bundles of video games for super cheap, uh, sometimes as little as a dollar, and you get a couple of games. Um, their proceeds, you can choose whether they go to the developer, whether they go to the Humble Bundle themselves, or whether they go to charity, and you can choose the percentages of which uh, would go to each. And the charities they have are really cool. Sometimes they're choose your own. Sometimes they're focused on a specific charity for uh, the month or for the week. Um, these bundles go on for sometimes a whole month, sometimes just a week. Uh, and they always contain a lot of content. I have bought numerous Humble Bundles, um, whether in part or in full, to get the content attached to it. And I can say I've only been... Probably only a couple I've been like, oh, I kind of regret that one. But the majority of them, I'm like, heck yeah, let's do this. Let's play these games, video games. Let's take a look at this music you downloaded or this um, crazy cool um, uh, program that let me do what I want in this new, cool new way. But the really cool stuff is that they have an RPG bundle they have almost all the time available. So I've taken a look uh, for this week and take a look to see what they have on Humble Bundle that would be good for people who are looking for a good deal uh, with regards to tabletop games. And I found three bundles I wanna highlight and talk about. Again, these are gonna cost cash. Some of them are a little bit more expensive, but if you're looking at it and you're looking to buy some of the lower tiers, they can be pretty cheap. So the first one I wanna talk about is the, uh, till December 10th, uh, Humble Bundle is hosting the Pathfinder Comics Cash Bundle. Um, and that's gonna be a bundle which contains Pathfinder, tabletop books and Pathfinder comics. Um, if you don't know what Pathfinder is, take a look. It's a great uh, art role-playing game. And I will tell you that the first tier of it, which is available for only a dollar, uh, does contain the core rulebook for Pathfinder. So if you haven't played the game before and you're looking for it, um, take a look because it does contain the uh, core bundle and I believe at least a bestiary or two, um, as well as some other stuff in there. Like I said, comics and role-playing game books uh, combined. So the tiers for that one are a dollar, eight dollars, and fifteen dollars. Uh, the charity they're benefiting is the Rancho Obi Wan charity. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds cool. Um, and like I said, it's available till December tenth. So go take a look. Maybe you might find something interesting. The second one is available till the uh, till December seventeenth. It's actually the Christmas themed one called Orcus's Fifth Edition Holiday Horde Bundle. Um, which is a big mouthful, but basically it's one of the main demons from Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but in sort of a holiday theme. Um, it contains a lot of miscellaneous adventures and um, settings from Frog God Games uh, for D&D 5th edition. Comes at three different tiers, uh, the $1 tier, the $9 tier, and the $18 tier, and it's benefiting the Navy Marines Corps Release Society. It does feature the adventure How Orcus Stole Christmas. It's got, uh, that's for players level three to five, as well as a host of other, like I said, adventures and game settings. That How Orcus Stole Christmas one, I believe, is available in the $9 uh, tier if you want to get that one specifically. Um, and then the last one is sort of, it's a weird one. 
Um, and I will say there was some content in it that I was not as pleased with as I would have liked to be. Um, but I personally bought this one myself. I have not bought the other two, but I did buy this one myself. Uh, till December 9th, uh, Humble Bundle is hosting the Music and Sound Effects Bundle. Um, it's going to be yeah available till December 9th. It has various royalty-free voices, music, and sound effects. Uh, purchase tiers are at $1, uh, $18.99, and $25. Uh, and it benefits the Michael J. Fox Foundation, the Hilarity for Charity Foundation, the JDRF, or you can also choose a charity of your choice from their extensive charity database to donate to if you want to. Um, and the reason I said it uh, didn't really live up to everything I was hoping for, um, there was one pack in there that I was kind of hoping to use. And granted, this is just me. I messed up when I was thinking about this. I didn't think about it correctly. Uh, there was a voice pack in there called the Cowboy Voice Pack, and I was really excited to hear uh, these free voices that I could use once I, you know, once I purchased the royalty free voices I could use. And that would be um, a sort of old grizzled like cowboy being like, "Howdy, son, nice to meet you." Um, instead, and I'm sure the voice actor is a great guy. Uh, it came across as some really, really cheesy, bad cowboy voice um but a lot of the other stuff in the pack all of which i have used in this episode so if you heard the intro music um the intro noises the swish chest opening all that kind of stuff all that is from this pack um it has some good stuff in there um it also has most of it is for uh game developers and for people who are making music and video um but it can also be used for game master stuff too including uh gunshot noises um, cool background music if you plan on posting a podcast in the future with your tabletop games, which I might do in at some point with my star with a stars without numbers campaign. Um, it's good to take a look at. So I that one I would recommend only if you have a specific need for that kind of stuff like I did. Uh, but the first two, I will say, look to be pretty good if you're looking to get at least the first one, the Pathfinder Comics Cash Bundle. I would definitely recommend if you're looking to get into tabletop rolling games and you want to try Pathfinder reviews for that, you can find it everywhere. Um, it's just that I decided not to do that for this one. So we've come to the end of the podcast. And uh, man, this has been crazy. I got to say a big thank you to uh, everyone who's helped me with this. I. I'm not sure if you'll see it by now, but I uh, I have a friend of mine who's working on a um, a logo for this tabletop podcast, and I'm super excited to see it. So as soon as I get that posted on there, I'll give him uh, some props, but I'm not sure if he's actually finished or not. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and listen. I, I hope you found some use in this, uh, and I'm, I'm going to continue to do this and going to continue to take a look and find other role-playing games and other role-playing game content, not just full role-playing games, but role-playing game miscellaneous content to throw into your games uh, that would be useful and would be cool to take a look at. Um, I hope you found something in here that you can go take a look at when you get home tonight or uh, maybe you're already looking at it on a computer. Um, regardless, th again, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to take a stop in, listen, and download my stuff. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to go take a huge drink of water and or soda uh, because my voice is starting to go and I have no idea how long I've been recording for. So thank you so much, guys, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, month, year, however long we all have left. 